Welcome to the House Church Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's message by Pastor Stephen Sexton. If you would like to know more about the House Church, please visit our website at welcometothehouse.com or download the House app. We're starting this new series, and uh, we started a little bit last week as kind of our introduction, but we're really going into this idea of starting over, starting over, and... Um, what I do typically is, uh, if you've ever heard me communicate, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty clear, easy to follow. But here's what I thought, is I thought instead of kind of laying out points throughout the sermon, I would give you what, I, what my expectations for this series, what I'm hoping and believing God that happens even in our body um, as we communicate this um, over the next couple weeks. And so as I begin to pray and think, okay, God, what, what are you wanting to do with this starting over series? I, I'm praying that for some here that your, your faith is activated to go to another level. I, I believe that when we hear the word and we do the word and apply it, faith comes. And the Bible says it comes by hearing. So we hear the word, we hear faith, and we hear testimonies, and all of a sudden we begin to grow. Um, I want to see you elevate your leadership. I believe that every, I believe probably one of the, uh, uh, our world is full of untapped potential. People have a whole lot more in them, but because of habits hang-ups, because of backgrounds and issues, I believe that we become okay settling instead of really moving into all that God has for us. And the truth is, anytime you move into more, it's hard. Anytime you, you break the mold, change an expectation, anytime you overcome an area in your life, that's tough. And, and come on, uh, we're Americans. We, we, we don't like tough. You know what I mean? We like it easy. I mean, let's just be honest. If, we, if our food isn't in five minutes, come on, if, if we can't have a 759 uh, channels on TV, you know, we, we like it easy. Uh, but it didn't always used to be that way. And, and here's the thing. In our faith, uh, while God will give you everything that you need to be victorious, sometimes it requires a little work. It requires a little faith. It requires a little action on our part. And, and I, I want to see your, your leadership activated. And then ultimately, I want to create a culture of uh, generosity. I believe that where we sow today, we get to reap tomorrow. What the investments that we make today change our tomorrow. And so out of this series, I'm hoping that new commitments of Christ, for Christ have been made. I, I'm hoping that people step into baptism. I'm hoping that there is something in you that makes you go, you know what? I'm fixing to go to the next level here. Um, I believe that uh, when we talk even next week, I, I believe that um, maybe you know a little bit about the Holy Spirit, but I'm believing that the Holy Spirit doesn't become, you know, just a part of the, the, the story of your faith, but that there is an active presence where he is able to teach you, reveal truth to you, communicate with you, and all help you. Because ultimately we see in the Bible that Jesus left and then left the Holy Spirit because he knew we couldn't do it on our own. Does that make sense? And so I think that that's vital for us. And, I, and I'm hoping that it activates that in your life. 
I'm hoping that no matter how busy, broken, or burdened uh, you are, that you get a download from the Lord and you're able to go to the next level. And, and, and then obviously I'm in the area of our finances. I believe that when we obey the word and when we do the word over how we feel, then the Bible says in the area of our finances, this is the one area that we can test him in. That's what it says. It says, test me in this. And so I believe that we can do that. And, and so I'm excited about starting over. Uh, for us, let me just tell you one thing. If you're new to the house, we were so excited. Uh, Saturday, we got to minister to 18 young moms who are in a young season. Um, that's good. That's good. That's good. Uh, and, and so uh, w Saturday, uh, we have moms. And not, there's a bunch of moms in our church, okay? We have a bunch of moms. But we are specifically ministering to those that are starting out their families. That this whole thing is overwhelming and it's new. And so what we're doing is we have 18 moms that came up here Saturday and we began to encourage them. Come on, young moms don't get sleep. You know, some of you are like, old moms don't either. You know, <laughs> but, but the truth of the matter is that, uh, that some good things are happening. And here at the house, we're wanting to see people discipled and grow in their faith and be confident about the new things and the newness of where they're at. And so Come on, let's give a hand clap for that. That's good. So here's the thing. If we're going to start over, I, I was thinking, okay, where do you start when you're starting over? And I think the place that you start is trust. You, you're, when you start over in your faith, when you start over, maybe you grew up in church when you were a kid. Maybe you're coming back to the Lord. Maybe you know nothing about God. But I think that whenever you start over, you've got to start over with trust. I remember when uh, Katie and I got married, you know, and, and, and I heard a lot of stories about marriage, but, but I didn't know that I was starting over. Come on, somebody. Does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? I thought it was just, you know, upgrades. You know, I'm not going to be single no more. You know what I'm saying? We got the clothes. You know, someone's going to help me do the washing and the cleaning and the cooking and, and you know, and then the other benefit of marriage. But, but I mean, and so I was just thinking, hey, you know, this, this is good. And so I remember when, I, about six, seven months into marriage, uh, I got sick. I, I was getting sick, and I had a uh, history of chronically being sick. And so for me, you know, I, my background was we went to the doctor all the time, every time, every time. You know what I'm saying? And so I was on like 12 antibiotics a year. <laughs> it was just like we had this cycle of antibiotics. It was like, you know, people got sick at our home, like, what you need? <laughs> you know, we, we, we just, we had it, you know. And, and, and my wife, she grew up a little bit more natural. You know what I'm saying? Like she had one antibiotic her whole life. And so... Um, She's over there going, that's not true, that's not true. But, uh, uh, but, but I'm preaching. And, and so, um, <laughs> and so uh, here's the thing is I remember six, seven months into marriage, and I was sick, I'm throat, and, it's kinda, you know, just, uh. And she goes, oh, you're sick. And I was like, yes. And she's like, okay, I'm going to help you. And she left, and I'm in the room. And I'm like, oh, she's going to go make me a doctor's appointment. And I'm going to, this is so, I'm going to get the best wife ever. And it took a while, and I didn't hear the phone, and I'm, I'm walking out, and, I, and she's over there at the sink. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, man. And she's like, oh, I'm, you need to try this. You need to drink this. And I'm like, ain't drinking it. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, you're crazy. What's wrong with you? And, and it smelled. I'm telling you, the smell was like terrible. And she was like, and so she's like, eh, it's putting, eh, and she's like, drink it. And I'm like, 
You don't know. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't drink stuff. Like, I know me. You don't even know me. I, I do a capsule. You know what I'm saying? I take, I take it for like 12 days. I don't do stuff that's like this. And she's like, listen. You know, and she's like, listen. You know, we can go to the doctor for big things. We can do the doctor for this. But you've been sick all your life. And how about you try it differently? And I'm like, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you know, and, and so I took this stuff and it was terrible and I gagged. Come on, how many of y'all are gaggers? Just be honest. Just, let's just have a little transparency in the church. Like you just get, when you drink it, you gag. And so I'm like, you know, she's like, do it. Stop being a weenie. I'm like, I'm a man. You know, you know it's like but it's real. And so I start taking this stuff and, and she's like, listen, we need to change your diet. I want you to try this substance called like water. And I'm like, what is it that you speak of? You know what I'm saying? Because of my, 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 my beverage of choice was, come on, Dr. Pepper. Anybody got a Dr. Pepper? Anybody? Come on. Get some amens up in the church. Listen, and so she was like, try this. And I'm like, it tastes like nothing. You know, and, and she was like, I think you need to just take your health to another level. And, and it was right there in that moment. It was crazy because I, I loved her, but I didn't trust her. I didn't really believe that Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, I did not really believe that, 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 that she could help me. And so I began to walk down this road with her, and the craziest thing happened. I've had like two or three antibiotics since we've been married. I'm not chronically sick because I drink water. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I don't do as many Dr. Peppers as I used to do. And so here's my point is I believe a lot of people can come to church and they love God for what he did. And they believe God, but they're not 100% that if I do my life, God, the way you want me to do it, if it'll work out the way I want. Come on, does that make sense? And so today, I want to talk about how we trust him. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 14, verse 22. Matthew chapter 14, verse 22. And if you have that, we're going to read a little bit here. And it says, immediately Jesus, Matthew 14, 22. I think they're going to have it on the, on the board. Uh, Matthew, immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. And while he sent the multitude away, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was there alone. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the winds, for the waves were contrary. The waves were working against the, the boat. And now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a ghost! How oh, scary! And they cried out for fear. Okay? Immediately, Jesus spoke to them and said, Be of good cheer. It is I. Don't be afraid. And Peter answered and said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. And when Peter had come out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that there was wind and, and, and it became, to get, became boisterous and, and it was, it, the wind was blowing, the waves were crashing, he began to take his focus off of Jesus. Look at this. It, he says this. He began to sink and cry out and cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said, You of little faith, 
Why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? And so um, I want to walk through this thought real quick because I think that a lot of us can have moments when we want to do something great for God or we don't know where we are with God or we don't know what's going on. But if we're really going to start over in our faith, I think we've got to build this foundation of trust. And today, I want to give you four reasons why God is worthy of trust. Four reasons that God is worthy of trust. The first one is we can trust God because He is in His nature trustworthy. Trustworthy. Here's a, a Bible verse for you Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. It says, God is not a man that He should lie, nor the Son of man that He should repent. Has he said, will he not do? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? Now, I know a lot of times because of our backgrounds, our home life, our situation, we respond to God in a way that we grew up. We don't mean to. But if we had parents, and, and we're not throwing anybody under the bus, come on, somebody, but we're just talking authentic stuff. But if we had parents that were like, we're going to go do this, and you're like, okay, just kidding. You know what I'm saying? Like every Friday you were going to do something, but then something came up and we never did what, come on, you know what I'm talking about? And so then there's a culture of kind of lowering your expectations because you realize what is said is not actually going to be, come on, what? Done. And so then we connect with God. And, and listen, we're not trying to throw anybody on the bus. There is humanity. We all try to make plans. And sometimes life doesn't work out just the way we plan it. You, you see what I'm saying? We're not talking about one missed opportunity where you wanted some special Christmas present and you didn't get it. We're, we're talking about a continual cycle of overcommitment and under-delivering. And, and sometimes we feel like, okay, yeah, I know it says all this in the Bible, but, but God is all-knowing. God is always present. God is all-powerful. And God is incapable, listen to this, of misunderstandings. God is incapable of misunderstandings. Come on, you, you, you're, there are relationships in your life that will misunderstand you. They don't know what you meant when you said what you said. They took it the wrong way. Come on, friendships, relationships, kids, parents, they, they, they misconstrued or misread the conversation, but God never does. God never does. He, there is no mismanagement in God. Come on, you're going to work for a boss, and sometimes they'll have great days, and sometimes they'll have bad days. And maybe you work for the best boss in northwest Arkansas, but there are still lack of communication moments. Does that make sense? And so it's very easy for us to be frustrated at the man or the boss or the position when we, we all miscommunicate. But God does not miscommunicate. There is no miscommunication. As we look at this, God doesn't make mistakes. Come on, I believe that Katie and I are, are, are working hard to be really good parents. <laughs> we made some mistakes. We made some mistakes. Come on. Yeah. There's been moments when I just knew I was right. How wrong. I'll never forget this one time. I was taking my kids. 
I, we used to work at a, a, a camp, and, and so I was this summer, I, I, I uh, worked the summer camp, and we're on a, a four-wheeler, and I got my girls, and they're like, Dad, I'm on the four-wheeler, we're riding, and we go into uh, the kitchen area, and they both want a Pop-Tart. I'm like, okay, and you know, you know so I love that age, because like, you can buy something like totally insignificant, and they're like, you're my hero. Like my 13, when I pass out Pop-Tarts now, he's not like, what? He throws it back. You know what I'm saying? But, but in that phase, it was like, yeah. And so I give them both a Pop-Tart, and I tell them, hey, we're about to eat lunch, dinner. Mom has already fixed dinner. I'm going to give you this. Do not open it until after dinner. Well, I'm on the four-wheeler, and we stop, and I hear, and I see crumbs all over me. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, heck no. You know what I'm saying? Daddy on point. And so I whack. I listen, whack. And I, my daughter, <coughs> and I'm like, that's right. I told you no Pop-Tart. She's like, Dad, it wasn't me. It was the other one. And I'm like, oh, sorry. Whack. <laughs> <laughs> I had to turn the, the four-wheel around and be like, girl, I'm, I'm sorry. Dad, you know, I just, y'all like look alike. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. We all have had made mistakes where we blew it. Come on. As a son, as a daughter, as a parent, as an employee. But God does not make mistakes. He doesn't. He doesn't. And many times... We can be in a storm and we can be in a mess and we begin to blame God. I meet people consistently because I'm a pastor and, and, and what they come to me and they say, you know, pastor, I, I, I want to trust God, but I'm just afraid he's going to let me down. And that's when I've got to come in and go, let me tell you about God. When everybody else leaves, he's not leaving. When everybody else runs, he's not running. When everybody else walks out of the room, God is walking in the room. God is not scared of dysfunction. God is not scared of brokenness. God is not scared of addiction. Do you see what I'm saying? God has made this whole system to operate on, I will send you what you need. God is trustworthy. The second one, the second one is this. We can trust God because he always acts on his promises. He always acts on his promises. You know, not too long ago, I had a, uh, a lunch meeting with uh, one of the men in our church. And it was kind of this impromptu meeting. We were in the lobby, and there was a bunch of people around. And I was just like, hey, we need to do lunch. And he's like, yeah, we do. And I was like, okay. And so let's do Thursday. And, and we just threw out a time, and, and that was it. And, and, and for me, if I don't write it down, <laughs> come on. And so it came to that day, and I just, I didn't even set an alarm. It was just like, I was like, oh, I have a lunch appointment. Oh, I almost forgot. So I go there. I'm in the parking lot, and I text him, and I'm fully expecting him not to remember. And I was like, hey, uh, I just pulled up. Just didn't know if you remembered we're going to do lunch today. And he's like, yeah, I'm inside. I have a table. I've already ordered. I'm, I've ordered an appetizer. I'm like, dang. I'm like, and, and I walked away from that meeting going, when we set a meeting, this dude's showing up. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever had one of those moments where you're like, okay, the game just got elevated. God keeps his promises. He keeps them regardless of what it feels like and regardless of what it looks like. God keeps his promises. All of us 
we have t- moments and backgrounds where our trust has been um, broken, broken. And our propensity to trust is based on a lot of factors. It's based on personality. It's based on the adults that, that we grew up under. It, it, it's based on our own ability to be hurt and, and manage that. And, and I'll just kind of have a, just a, a moment with you. I, I think that our propensity for trust, we, we have to make sure that, you know, we become self-aware because you can get into a place in trust that everyone always has to earn it. Now, I'm not saying that trust doesn't have to be managed. Okay, does that make sense? But I grew up in a household where trust always had to be, had to be earned. And right when you thought you were about to get into the goal line, the goal line moved. And so it was always, you, you got a little, if you do a little bit more, if you do a little bit better, if you do this. And so there was never this moment of, I trust you. Come on, somebody. I, I, when you say it, I believe it. It was all, eh, I don't know. What I, and so I felt like the goalpost always was moving. And so here's the thing. I remember having a conversation with one of my overseers. And I just was having a moment about a year ago, and, and I was just talking about different things. And I was telling him, about, you know, we got some great leaders, but I don't know about this. I don't know about this. What are we going to do here? I don't know. And he just said, well, 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 why don't you just trust them? And I was like, <laughs> but. He was like, no, 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 no. Here's how trust works. You trust, and then you watch God move. But if you demand that everyone has to perform before they're trusted, then that's heavy. And you know what? Here's the deal. You unleash, and then if they don't follow through, if their expectations aren't met, if all of that, then you begin to institute a plan to help them grow. But the truth of the matter is, you can't start out saying, I love you, but I don't trust any of y'all. And here's the deal. We do that a lot with our friendships. We do a lot of that with our family. And we do that, like, I'm coming to you, God, but I don't really know if I trust you on how to raise my kids. I don't know if I trust you in the area of my finances. I don't know if I trust you in holiness and character. I don't know if I trust you in these areas. And here's what I'm telling you is we limit where we can go. We limit where we can go. I think another time, another reason that trust is, um, is broken in our life is because of unreal expectations. Unreal expectations. You know, the, the truth of the matter is, is that w- p- things change. Things change. You know, when, when, when I, I, I fell, and I, I'm going to use this word, but I don't even believe it. But I fell in love, or I chose Katie, and she chose me, and we loved each other. And here's the thing. People were telling me all the time, oh, man, it's going to be great when blah, 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 blah. But here's the thing is I married her, then all these children started coming and people all the time are asking me, man, y- y'all have four kids. You must really like kids. I'm like, no, I like my wife. Y'all don't even understand. And so, and so here's the thing is, is things change. Like it was just me and her. You know what I'm saying? Tonto Kimosabi, we just we were getting on the horse and riding off and doing life together. And now there's stuff in my floor. <laughs> Children just open up the refrigerator. I'm like, close it. They always want to sit by us. Always. I'm sitting by dad. I'm sitting by mom. I'm sitting by. And I'm like, y'all sit over there. We'll feed you. But y'all not sitting by me. 
And I think that what happens even in church is we have these unrealistic expectations. And so we came to the house when it was a little smaller. Or we came and we did this life group or we came and whatever. But the one thing that you can know about everything is it changes. There is going to be change. There is going to be change in your life. Come on, are you the same person you were at 16? Are you the same person? Come on, listen, do people still sing you lullabies? I mean, the, the truth of the matter is you've kind of changed. You've grown some. You, you, you don't think the way you used to think. And so here's the thing is what happens is we base our trust on, un, on, on, on these expectations that are unrealistic. There's going to be change. There's going to be discouragement. We're going to go to a life group. We're going to do some things. And here's the thing is if we don't trust or if our trust is hindered because of expectation, you, you thought you were going to come and, 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 and you were going to go into that life group. And the first life group meeting, you were going to have a best friend. And y'all were just going to be like, <laughs> we're best friends. But the truth is it takes time. And it's harder to make friendship when you get older. Has anybody experienced that? When you move and you get older, it's harder. Come on. When you were a child, your friends came because of proximity. It, your parents put you somewhere, and your friends were those friends. Okay? They picked the school, and you made friends. They picked the place, and you made friends. They picked the church. Come on, and you made friends. And it was, it was proximity-based. Now when we get older, there's a busyness and life and responsibility, and now it's hard to make. It's like I'm 43 years old, and I'm like, wow, so much easier when I was in a junior high basketball team, and we were all like cheering, you know, go cadets, and I'm like, yeah, boy. Unmet expectations. So we don't trust people because I haven't found my best friend. When we, when we read that it takes 90 hours of connection to form a friendship. 90 hours, one-on-one. -on -one. Who's got 90 hours? Come on, listen, listen. I mean, I listen to my podcast on like four speed. It's like a 35-minute sermon. I listen to that joker in like six minutes. Ain't got 90 hours? Listen. Hurts of our past. Hurts of our past. We guard ourselves and we build walls. When here's the deal, God wants us to tear down those walls so that we can trust. Proverbs 3, 5 says this. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not, come on, on your own understanding, but in all your ways. If you know it, finish it. Acknowledge him. 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 Listen, I love this because the, the verse implies this, that Jesus sent the disciples and that he was going to be there. But I don't see you. But I, I'm going to be there. But it's getting darker. I don't, I don't see you. But, but it's windy. I'm getting wetter. But guess what? It's going to happen, and I'm going to be there, and I'm not going to leave you lonely. You can trust my word. You can trust me. Here's the deal. I believe Jesus was saying, listen, I'm not the bringer of the storm. I'm the help in the middle of it. I'm the help in the middle of it. And, and, and it's interesting that it said the fourth watch, the fourth watch, the fourth watch was the last possible point of darkness from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. And I don't know why sometimes it feels like, God, you're like, why can't you just come early? You know, like when I first pray, come on, anybody ever feel that way? You know, over the last three, six months, I've looked at 12 properties. 
for the church because in March we're going to transition. We're going we're to do something. And I've looked at, I'm talking, we've, we've looked, had people looking, and I'm just like, God, wouldn't it be awesome if I just prayed one time and you were like, Oof. You know, like a man, a businessman calls me and says, hey, you know what? Are y'all a church? Yeah, we are. I just want to give you this property. I just want to give you 14,000 square feet. And I'm like, yes, Jesus. Come on, don't you wish the first time you prayed, it was just like, and you're like, awesome. But here's the deal. God's promises work, but many times God is developing our character. Our character. Here's Here's the thing. My kids get excited when I give them what they ask for. But sometimes when I tell them not yet, it works on self-discipline. It works on some things in their life. And here's the truth is that God's promises concerning you will happen. They just may not happen when you want them to. It may be the fourth watch. It may be, you you know, you could have come at like 730. 735, before it got dark, you could have come then, but instead you chose to come between 3 a.m. and 6, and everybody's tired. Listen, he's on his way. The third thing is this. We can trust God because he is not distant. He is not distant. And and I want to talk about this just for a second. Is Jesus was there when the storm, when the waves, when the intensity, when the wind, when it got scary. And, and, and here is what I want to draw our attention to. You may be in a moment where you're like, God, I don't know what's next. God, I've got a lot of decisions to make with my business, with my family, with moving, with transitions, with all of these things. But here's what I want you to know is that God is not distant from you. God is there. And he knows, God knows when to come in to help you win. You may be here today, I feel alone. Honestly, I feel a little darkness. I feel some wind against me. And in this season, you know what? I want to sit, but it's crazy that when it's dark and when it's lonely and when there's resistance, that's when God wants you to get up and move toward him. Not sit back and go, okay, I'm going to wait. You know, God, Jesus says, come to me. Whoa, 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 come on. Why can't I come when it, listen, well, I don't even know. Why can't we come when the water's warmer? Come on, yeah, it's cold right now. I just felt it. It's cold. It's very chilly. Let, let's, let's heat up the water a little bit. Summertime's the best time to walk on the water. Obviously not at night. You have no idea you're going to hit a rock, a shrub, a, a fish, something, something that's going to shark. I don't know. It's, it's a sea. I, but but let's, let's do it. I Here's the perfect time to walk on the water. Let's do this at noon when it's at the warmest. Let's cut down that wind a little bit. I mean, the wind, you know, obviously it's kind of tumultuous. It's blowing my hair. I have longer hair. And, and so I wear this dress thing and it kind of blows everywhere. And so basically here's the deal. Let's cut the wind back. Let's do the right temperature. Let's have the sun come out. And then I want to be able to see you. I'll, come on. You're my coach. I, it's kind of dark. It's hazy. It's kind of cool, Caspery. I, I'm a ghost. And it's kind of weird. So let's just, like, I see you. And then this is a perfect plan. Except for that's not how God does it. God doesn't want us to sit. He wants us to believe that there is, that when we are frustrated, alone, when anxiety is at its highest, that's when he begins to go, hey, I'm right here. 
I'm, I'm, I'm right here. I'm right here in front of you. And I'm calling you out. John 14, 18 says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. I will come to you. If you feel like no one's in your corner, he's going to come to you. If you feel like you've been all alone, come on, somebody. He's going to come to you. It doesn't matter if family's left. It doesn't matter if there's been broken relationships. What I'm telling you is that God is a God that comes to us and does not leave us. Every life group leader, every dream team member, here's what I want you to know. The waves are different out of the boat than they are in. Well, you know what Pastor Stephen talks about? Dream team and serving and helping and doing and leading life group. And you know what? I I tried. I got out of the boat and I got really, really wet. There was a lot of wind. I was, not, I was expecting everyone to like love my group and love what I'm doing and just tell me how awesome I am, but I started sinking. It's different out of the boat than in. But here's the deal. The people out of the boat experience something different with Jesus than the people in the boat. What I'm telling you is this is the, the, the idea that we have to trust the Lord even when it looks like we should just be sitting. Even when we should just be sitting. God knows that sometimes it's scary and sometimes we feel like we're sinking and sometimes we're unfocused and sometimes there are days when our faith seems small. And that's why he said, I'm not going to leave you orphans. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit who can work in you and begin to communicate all of the things that I want to speak to you. Come on, is this good? The fourth thing is this, and the last, is that we can trust God because he can turn around any mess. Any mess. Any mess. Here's the thing. Peter was sinking. Peter. And some of you, are, I know you Bible scholars, you're like, of course he was sinking. He was called the rock, rock sank. Uh, but, 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 but the truth of the matter is, I mean, I'm sure Jesus should have called him feather. I, I don't know. Maybe it would have been better. But, but here's what I want to say is just because you're sinking doesn't mean you're finished. It means there's an opportunity for Jesus to come in and start you over. Come on, come on. Does that make sense? There's a time to start over, and we've been sinking, and maybe our faith has been shattered, and maybe I was looking to the wrong people or I was looking to the wrong place. Maybe I was looking at the wrong stuff, but here's the bottom line is that God has the ability to turn around our mess. And here's what I want you to see in this process. God makes messes, messages, and God takes messages and makes ministry. See, a lot of times I feel like we want to go to church and believe in faith and never have a bad day. Never have adversity. Never have anything come against us. Never have to work on our character. Never have to choose who we're going to serve. Is it going to be culture or is it going to be Christ? But the truth of the matter is sometimes the winds and the waves, and God didn't send all that, but here's the deal. He was very present in it, and God will take our mess and make it a message, and I believe that marriages can come back together. I believe that, that parents and kids that maybe they begin to go wayward. Come on, God can bring them back. I believe that whatever the mess is, that God can make a message out of it, and it will be your ministry. 
People don't want to hear preaching from people who've never gone through anything. That, that doesn't even relate to where I'm at. But when you hear about a mess and it forms a message and you begin to do ministry out of that, then people are like, dang, that has power because I should have sunk and I should have quit and I should have been defeated and I should have given up and I should have turned my back on God and I should have said, fine, why Jesus did you make me get out of the boat? This is all your fault. But Peter got back in the boat that day with a different perspective of Jesus than he had when he got out. Does this make sense? Mark 10, 27 says this. Jesus looked at them and said, With man it is impossible, but not with God. For all things, come on, are possible with God. All things, come on, are possible with God. Say that with me. All things are possible with God. Can I break addiction? All things are possible with God. Can my marriage turn around? All things are possible with God. Will my kids come back to the faith? All things are possible with God. Can I find a friend in this season? All things, come on somebody, are possible with God. If you want to start over, you've got to stop limiting God. I believe there are some people here today. God is calling you to start over. It's time. Trust has been an issue. And here's the thing. A pastor, a church, an issue, a leader, a help, a, a, a boss, whatever it is. I am not saying that you're not going to be rejected. What I am saying is even though you're rejected, Jesus will come in that moment and say, get back up. There is something greater for you than sinking. God has sent Jesus to pay the debt of sin. We are all sinners saved by grace. The Bible says without faith we cannot please God. And so if you're going to start over, you're going to have to begin to believe. So how do we trust Him? Let me give you this. Trust looks like repenting of sin and surrendering your life to Jesus. Trust looks like Stepping out of the boat, even when it's scary. And that could be baptism next week as we do baptism. And you're willing to tell of people you don't even know, I'm going to be committed to Jesus regardless of how, come on, I feel. What does trust look like? Maybe it's joining a life group. <laughs> I love Jesus, but I hate people. And I got to tell you, I already have enough issues and problems when I'm around people. I just take on all their burdens. Well, maybe it's time for you to, be get, to begin to be stronger in your faith so you can help somebody else. Come on. Katie and I are able to help a whole lot more people now, but 15, 20 years ago, I was just struck. <laughs> I was just started. I was growing into this. We have a long-term vision for your faith life. We have a long-term vision for seeing God move in your life. For you, the next step out of the boat may be going to framework. It may be 
starting to tithe. It may be taking your eyes off of the people who hurt you. Come on, way too many believers are living backwards. You can't fix the past, but God can heal it, and we can begin to move on. Because there's greater life in front of you than there was behind you. Trust. My hope today is that as a church, as we begin to start over, you begin to trust Him. And if you do, here's the deal. He will, in all of your ways, make them straight, and He will help you move forward. Y'all stand up with me. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message ministered to you. Feel free to let us know on the Connect tab of the House Church app. We hope you have a great week.